Hey, it looks like we've got another message on the Where We Buy hotline. Morning, James. It's Stan Glantz. How are you? I wanted to let you know about a new venue that I just heard about through one of my associates called The Happy Place. They're located uh, temporarily in Boston. This is a traveling show, as I understand it. It'll be in Boston through uh, June. And it's essentially a number of venues within a space that may be currently vacant and waiting to be reoccupied by a more permanent tenant. And you can take your family, your friends, and use the various venues as Instagrammable moments, taking pictures uh, within these context rooms. Uh, So give it a, a try and take a look at it. As I understand it, it will be traveling after June to another big city somewhere in the United States. Well, Stan, we are on the case. Let's go right to the source. I'm going to give a call to Jared Paul at Faculty Productions. They're the group that created Happy Place. You're listening to Where We Buy, the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. My name is James Cook, and I research retail and real estate for JLL. This is the show where we talk with retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. Let's just get right to it. I'm going to get Jared on the phone. Hey, this is Jared. Hey, Jared. It's James Cook. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. My name is Jared Paul, and I am the founder of Happy Place. What is Happy Place? Happy Place is a touring, multisensory, immersive experience where uh, for about an hour uh, via a timed ticketed entry, our patrons get the chance to immerse themselves in multi-themed immersive rooms that all represent a different variety of the theme of happiness. So uh, we've been touring for almost two years now. And uh, we activate mostly vacant uh, locations and people come and our number one goal is just to put a smile on their faces. So what kind of stuff, if I go to Happy Place, what kind of craziness am I going to encounter? We have everything from the world's largest confetti dome to a 20 foot tall double rainbow where you jump into a giant pot of happiness, which is a ball pit. We have a cookie room that looks like cookies, has a giant cookie you can stick your head through and smells like cookies and we give you a cookie to eat while you're experiencing the room. We have an amazing flower room called Super Bloom. We actually climb up a ladder and poke your head through um, essentially a false ceiling that is surrounded by 40,000 uh, hand-placed flowers. We have a candy room. We have uh, what we call cubbies, which are these sort of immersive photo environments. One of the most famous Famous one is a yellow uh, bathtub with wall-to-wall uh, rubber ducks. I think we have about five thousand of them in there, and we have all kinds of different experiences, including a backyard experience, which is what you do sort of at the at the end of the uh, touring happy place, which is uh, where you play some games and enjoy our uh, small retail store and some snacks and just sort of in, enjoy a sunny day in the backyard. And we also take in some additional artists in our various cities and try to uh, celebrate happiness in their towns. So in Boston, where we are right now through the end of June, we have a giant wall. With green and white, you know, clovers just to represent, you know, uh, the fun of, of Boston and various song titles and references around uh, around the space that just kind of re- tip our cap to our hosting city. And so you've got this 
a relatively small retail component, but I imagine most of the revenue is coming from the ticket sales. Correct. The majority of our revenue comes from ticket sales, and we have some supplemental revenue through sponsorships and brand deals, uh, merchandise, and food. We do operate a lemonade stand in our backyard area where we partner with local charities, and all net proceeds go to raising money for charity. We've raised well over six figures and and actually rotate in local charities as well as do a significant amount of charity work in every city hosting underprivileged youth and uh, and all sorts of special needs organizations who, who get to come to Happy Place for free. So we're a four profit business, but knowing that our, our theme is happiness, we're trying to find other ways to make the cities we're in happy, including being philanthropic. I imagine right now there's one pop-up that's going from city to city. Has there ever been a thought of doing, you know, like multiple concurrent pop-ups? Yeah. I mean, we, we, can, we are in the and the live entertainment business. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm actually an artist, music, a music artist manager as well as a live tour producer. And so I got into this because I was looking to, you know, to take advantage of something that I enjoyed with my own family, which I like to go to museums and various immersive experiences and wanted to do something positive. So we, we started in my hometown in Los Angeles and always had the intent of, of taking it on the road and, and built a second model. Uh, we had you know, sort of our first model was essentially a prototype and then built a model that was designed to come apart. And there's just like our live tours and go in and out of venues. But much like that, you know, we're looking to take advantage of the opportunities. Uh, you know, I believe we're the first people that have taken ours internationally. You know, we, we were in Canada at the end of last year and have some pretty significant global expansion plans. So we get, we, I think you can expect a future with Happy Place that not only has uh, some of these units that might stay in a city if it's meant to be for longer, uh, as well as uh, more than one of them that are touring around at any one time all over the world. It seems like there's a couple of concurrent trends going on right now that make Happy Place successful, that drive that. You know, part of it is around social media and Instagram, and then the idea that people want experiences over goods. I mean, would you say those are the trends that are kind of driving your success? Yeah, I think that people are, are, I mean, the the experience economy is thriving. And and I'm surely a a, a proponent of it with my own time with my family. I have three young children, and I, I really built this. Uh, for my wife and I, uh, with you know, with sort of us, you know, in, intended as a market for it. However, because Happy Place and the theme of happiness is extremely broad, uh, while we are amazing uh, and, and we are amazed and thrilled and humbled by how many families come join us, it's extremely broad. And we really say, if you're old enough to smile, you're you know, you're you're a good you know, fit for Happy Place. So we see teenagers and twenty somethings and really all, all sorts of ranges coming, and everyone is looking to do something new and interesting. And I think that also for us. Um, we, you know, while it is, of course, it is. It's designed, and and we we've spent a lot of time making sure that people's takeaway, if they're boomerangs or videos or, or pictures, are well lit, and that can be the takeaway that they that they take from the experience. But there's many things that Happy Place offers that you simply cannot sense from a photo or a video. You have to be there and taste it and smell it and touch it. And we encourage you to play with it and jump in it and do all sorts of things. But yeah, we, we you know, the, the thing generally people are looking to, as we know, they're, they're sort of, surely they're going on vacations and to live events that we produce and things like Happy Place, perhaps more so than buying, you know, a, a, you know, a material object. And, uh, and uh, we, we're definitely, I think, enjoying that trend. And also, of course, there's a, you know, there is, we're living in a society that a lot of people don't eat a meal without sharing it with their friends. It's like, does a, does a, does a trip even happen if you don't post about it? So I think, you know, that too happens when people come to happy places, you know, they are surely sharing it with their, with their friends. And, uh, and, and, and I think because it's, 
it's it's clearly designed to embellish that and really support the sharing. Uh, that seems to be a, an attraction for people, and I think that that's. Yeah, I, I think if it uh, if it was completely limited in in how people could only experience it on on property, it would it would probably not have the same level of success. It seems like there's a sort of a growing number of places. Uh, experiential uh, places where you buy a ticket and there's all there's a social media component like happy place what do you think the outlook is for that type of thing is there room for growth or are we going to hit a point where there's just too many of them I don't know I mean I, I I focus very hard on what we're doing in happy place which is that I think we have a point of view and a social action mission and trying to entertain a, a, real, a large group of people where we always try to evolve it we try to better it we you know we try to you know collaborate with great artists and creative you know our creative team so you know we're striving for you know for trying to deliver value uh, and I clearly um, I think like anything, I'm sure many of the people that, you know, that are part of your, your listening audience have experienced trends, whether it's anything from, you know, self-service frozen yogurt to food trucks or what have you, or even in entertainment. Um, you know, I think like anything, it's, I mean, surely the American way that if something is successful, people like to uh, be in, you know, to, to kind of run with it. And I'm seeing a fair amount of what, you know, with what I would consider to be, uh, they're not capitalized to the same level that we're capitalized, nor have they spent the time in the R indeed that we have and many of our peers I'm you know begun to align myself and, and build relationships with my peers in the space and I think I think that's been something that I've enjoyed and I'm rooting them all on I think there are, I think there are room for you know for for a, there's room for everyone but I think it's about distinguishing with the consumer of what you're offering and yeah you know, happy place is not uh not to be duplicated by running to Michael's and spending a small amount of money to buy some flowers. We have 40,000 of them, you know, there, and, you know, we, we, you know, we're utilizing the same fabrication shops that Taylor Swift is in, uh, in Katy Perry and, you know, the Eagles are, are using to fabricate their live, their live touring productions. So, you know, we, we have a lot of experience, you know, 20 plus years of experience, uh, you know, in the live entertainment space. And we've sort of turned this environment into a stage. We've invited people to be part of the show and um, and we're trying to use that experience to deliver. I think that there, yeah, there's 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 a like anything in entertainment or or in a restaurant trend, there tends to be lots of people that try to you know that try to to get in on the action. I I, I wish them all luck, uh, but um, you know we're trying very very hard to differentiate ourselves by delivering something that's unique and uh, and trying to deliver on great value. And, and I think that's our that's a point of difference. And usually, in my experience, in any business, you know the people that are not able to offer that, that'll come, that'll shake out. Your background is really in touring productions, all kinds of stuff that our listeners have heard of, everything from Glee to New Kids on the Block. And I guess my question for you is, that gives you a unique background. How how has that experience uh, driven, you know, what have you learned from that, those types of things that has that's helped uh, in Happy Place? Well, I mean, a tremendous amount. I mean, I, if you, what I'm basically doing is I'm utilizing my experience of both, you know, a, a great live entertainment experience takes people on a journey and, you know, you get everything from the, you know, from the introduction to the grand finale to the confetti blast at the end. And I've sort of taken that skill as a live entertainment producer and an artist manager being a brand manager, which is essentially what you do in the music business is I'm, I don't find, I don't 
found these bands that I work with or artists, I, you know, they are ultimately the creative force and I'm here to support them and help them operate their business and protect their brand. And so I'm, I've been able to build the Happy Place brand utilizing a lot of the skills and, and a lot of the collaborative relationships I've built along the years with working with the very same people that have helped me put those shows on the road. And, help, and, and instead of, again, putting it on a stage, we're putting it in a building. And so that's, that's really our approach is that, you know, I'm in the business of understanding how to uh, I think deliver a great experience for entertainment, but also how to market that experience and how to understand what markets we, you know, are, are you know, our great entertainment markets where the you know population is supportive and how to get the word out. So I, you know, I have a lot of experience in 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 those two areas. I think that's what I'm drawing on. We have a, an alignment with Live Nation with Happy Place, so they actually are. Um, and not no different than you know promoting and producing some of the biggest concerts in the towns we're in, you know Don Law is a, is a legend of Boston concerts and his entire team and Dave Marsden and, and Jay Anderson these guys are my partners in Boston and I found a space on Boston and uh, with the support of of, uh, of our of our brokers team at JLL and. Um, you know, and, you know, I'm basically calling them up and saying, hey, instead of Fenway Park, let's activate a, you know, a, a dormant Marshall store. But we're, I mean, it's a similar approach. It's how do we, let's, let's put, let's bring an amazing entertainment offering to town and let's, let's, let's operate it effectively and let's, let's market it. Let's get the word out. So, and that's kind of the skills I'm drawing on. And um, with all due respect, you know, to, to maybe, some other people that have entered the space is it's, you know, I'm, I'm not new to the, you know, the business of, of those things and, and not only delivering entertainment experience, but, but mark, but marketing it. And you know, live entertainment marketing is, is an entire industry. And it's one that I spend most of my days, um, focused and trying to innovate in. So that's, that's, I think that experience has been fun. It's a, I think it's a level of point of difference. And, uh, yet no one, yet has proven you know has been an is an expert in uh in, in this in the immersive genre. It's it's is this is we're on the cutting edge. This is all changing and there's so much you have to learn about throughput and uh, maintenance and you know all sorts of things. Not to mention uh you know we're all out there, you know, learning how to deal with different ordinances and municipalities and we're activating space that's not um that's not traditionally uh you know a, a vacant retail store or 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 you know or mall property is is not necessarily structured uh, for for a ticketed uh, entertainment experience. Even though this is you know this is more of an art experience, that of course we're not turning these things into live music venues or nightclubs. Is everything so right now? Happy place. I think everything is uh, like physically constructed sets. Is there a do you envision a future where there's like a virtual reality element to it? I don't know. Uh, we're very, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, the multi-sensory side of what we're doing, uh, smells and touches and tastes, you know, and physically being able to interact with it to me is, is quite physical. And uh, I, I have myself enjoyed uh, some amazing cutting edge virtual reality. You know, I've taken my, my family to it. And uh, as well as, of course, I think a lot of people are getting into, you know, video projection and, and, uh, and projection mapping and such. And, you know, sort of that's, that's kind of a genre that's, that's growing. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, what we're doing is, you know, seven foot tall high heels made out of candy and 20 foot tall rainbows. And it's all, it has a very, it has a real wow in, in the flesh kind of, uh, you know, that, that sort of, that's sort of stimulation and that, that, and, 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 and being, you know, whirling around confetti or making a confetti angel or, or, or eating a rainbow grilled cheese. I mean, that is my offering right now. And it's going to continue to evolve. I'll, I'll never say never about any of the technology because te- I, I think technology is a part of what we do at happy place. We have photo booth technology. We, you know, we're going to continue to evolve, but, um, 
you know, happiness means lots of different things to lots of people. And the list of ideas I have around themes for happiness and how to continue to explore that is a mile long. And so I'm kind of working my way through that list, I think, before I'm looking to slap goggles on people's faces. People are looking for something real. I truly, you know, I've gotten to know some of the people that are market leaders in VR, and I respect what they're doing. It's just different than what I'm doing. So uh, you're in happy places in Boston. Uh, have you announced where the next stop is? We haven't. Um, you know, we 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 tend to uh, you know locate our you know our, our locations and then uh, and, and then kind of make sure that it's going to be a city that's going to support our efforts, and that takes some time. So in the near future, we'll be we'll be announcing you know our our, our later summer and fourth quarter offerings as well as our international expansion plans. Um, you know, I have learned that it is very important to uh, to really vet these uh, these cities from a lot of different angles, and uh, it's not as turnkey as me routing a 55 city North North American New Kids tour through you know NBA and NHL arenas. It's just that's the challenge for us all in this space. Is that luckily there's a tremendous amount of deal flow and opportunities and people who would like to uh, partner with us, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by that. And I enjoy all those conversations and encourage people to reach out to us. But then the vetting process of making sure it can be successful on an operational level and a marketing level is, for me, is pretty extensive. I'd like to, you know, I, I, I take my time. What's the toughest thing to get right? Is it the marketing? Is it the facility? What What's the toughest? Uh, at this moment in time, I would say it's it's aligning that you know the the you know, the right city at the right time of year in the right location that happens to be available for a short term period of time. I'm not taking five to ten year leases, so you know that, that there's that, there's an alignment issue there, and then making sure that you have the runway you need to to permit and uh, and and be in the clear. I mean, all those things lining up are uh, are not turnkey. And uh, like I said, they involve a significant vetting process. And there, there's no, I mean, unfortunately, there's no, for, for, the, for, the, for the industry, there's no shortage of vacant space. The question is, is it in the right location in the right city and it available for, you know, all, the, all those things have to check out. We, you know, we, we, we don't need a, an incredibly customized space. We need an ample space. Uh, we're over 10,000 square feet and ceiling heights and such, and we want to be in the right part of town. Uh, but we, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of its timing. We, we've had the benefit of, of getting into locations that have long-term development plans, but in the short term are available. I should say redevelopment plans. I'm just excited to be doing something unique and collaborating with a lot of great people, including the people that, that are on you know, your listener base, your real estate side, and the support that we've gotten. I mean, at the end of the day, there really are um, a lot of spaces that need, uh, need something new. And it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, traditional retail. I'm sure that's not new information. I mean, everyone is trying new things, but but at finding ways to activate space, even in the short term, you know, and bring bring positive, you know, you know, experiences and families and, and all sorts of a very wide variety of people seems to be some. It's a lot of fun, and it has its challenges. But I'm I'm inco- I'm excited and encouraged by it. That seems like you know, happy place knows no end in terms of where we might be able to go, and um, you know, it's. Every time I read a story about, you know, another store chain that shutters, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing some opportunity in that. And not just for me. I mean, I hope that I hope the industry continues to evolve and continues to talk to people like us and all the people that are beginning to come into this genre or, or some of the other incredible uses that I, I've seen uh, many of the other interviews you've done. I mean, a lot of these are people that are my peers and people that I respect that have, that have, that are on the cutting edge of building new, you know, new uses and new entertainment experiences, whether it's micro amusement or, or VR. Or, or 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 immersive and uh, you know it's just exciting. It's an exciting time, you know. 
Uh, I think I think opportunity comes from change. So that's that's what I'm focused on. And it's interesting to be taking my shows into these non-traditional spaces. But, you know, it's been fun. I'm up for the challenge. Awesome. Thank you, Jared, so much uh, for your time. Uh, I got a lot out of it. So uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a good one, Jared. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's no surprise the experiential economy is still growing. And that's because you can't replicate it at home, online, on your phone, or anywhere else other than in person. And I totally agree with Jared that there's room for growth in this space. But not just for anybody. You've got to have the skills. And it seems like the skills that are going to make bricks-and-mortar retail successful in the future have as much to do with the entertainment industry as anything else. I love getting your voicemail. As Stan Glantz found out, we like to take the topics you tell us about and dig into them. You should uh, give us a call. Leave a message on the Where We Buy hotline and we'll use your voice in an upcoming show. The number is 602-633-4061. And be sure to tell us your name and where you're calling from. We've got a ton of great episodes coming up, including an interview with Vince Kadlubeck at Meow Wolf and a visit to the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, plus a whole lot more. You want to make sure to not miss a second, and in order to do that, you can subscribe to Where We Buy on the iPhone podcast app, on Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Or you can go to our website, which is wherewebuy.show. You can even tell your Amazon device to enable the Where We Buy skill. I wanted to give a shout out this week to my friend Katie Sershon. Uh, Katie's been on the show a couple of times in the past, and she's been my marketing partner in crime for many years. Um, she, her support has uh, helped make this podcast possible over the years. Katie is moving on to a new role at JLL, um, so we're happy she's staying with the company, but um, I'm not going to get to work with her as closely now, so that's kind of a bummer. So bye, Katie. Uh, don't forget us. Our theme music is Run in the Night by the Good Lords under Creative Commons License.